ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. I am so excited to be joined by my sweet friend, Toby Ann. Toby Ann, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, it is a pleasure to be able to talk to you from afar. This episode has kind of, we talked about this like forever ago, and time goes fast when you're a mom of little ones. So we're just now getting around around to it. but I am so excited to chat with you about birth. I think it's one of our favorite topics. Um, Agreed. And it's a yeah. little bit dangerous. <laughs> I know. You might want to like settle in with a cup of tea because we may be here for a while. Um, but before we jump into content, a little bit about Toby Ann. I am so excited to introduce my audience to you. You are just such a special friend to me. Um, you are my prayer warrior friend. And that means more to me than I could ever say. I think, you know, when anything in life comes up, you are one of the first people that come to mind that I need to tell her or ask her to pray for this. I know when we surprised, found out we were having another baby, uh, I told Simeon and I was like, I've got to call Toby Ann. I need her prayers (laughs) on this one. Um, But that has been such a sweet thing throughout our friendship. And goodness, our friendship goes back to, I was actually talking to Sim the other day. I remember your 16th birthday party and I mean, it's (laughs) way back, (laughs) way back, like half of our life now. Um, but anyway, it's just gotten sweeter as the years have went on. Uh, you married your high school sweetheart and, uh, I married my sweetheart that I knew in high school, but didn't think he was my sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, then we started having babies and several of our babies have coincided with, I think, Willow and then your last one, Jane, being like just days apart. Um, yes. So that's been really fun to walk through these different seasons of life with you. Um, but today it has, is for sure. Oh, yeah. It's just been so special. And it's fun to have that friend that just like knows what you're going through, especially when that friend yeah. is your prayer warrior. Because I feel like so often I come to you with things that I might be kind of like embarrassed or nervous to share with somebody else. But your response is like, I get it, and I know exactly how to pray for you. (laughs) Yes, it is so encouraging just to hear that, yes, you're in the same stage of life. You're both in the trenches together, and God's going to help us get through this. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We are. So are our kids, right? (laughs) We may come out battered on the other side, but we will make it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, why don't you share a little bit about your family and... uh, just a beautiful family God's given you. Well, thank you. Um, Yes, Tyler and I met very young and started dating, and we were married when we were 21 and very young and naive, and we've kind of laughed and had fun that, you know, we just grew up together. We learned a lot of things together. Um, We have our oldest daughter. Her name is Caroline. Um, she's six years old and in the first grade. Um, we have Lucy, who is a feisty little stinker, but she is <laughs> so much fun. She is, she's a hoot. <laughs> she is three. And then we have Jane, who is our youngest, and she is just going to turn 18 months in a few days after we record this. Yes. Um, they are they are so close. They're, it's so fun to watch them grow and their their little friendships bud and just that special sister relationship is such a joy to watch. Yeah. Um, they have their moments, but for the most part, <laughs> they are just so fun to be around. Yeah. Now you homeschool um, Caroline, right? Just your yes. Now. We homeschool and we are enjoying that so much. Yeah. We have... Lucy jumps in there and, and joins us and mm-hmm. we have we have had so much fun. It is homeschooling is such a blessing. Yes. And we enjoy learning together. I feel oftentimes I feel like Caroline teaches me maybe more than I teach her. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, I, I could definitely vouch for that on my end. I know what that's like. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you get that one too. Yes. <laughs> but we, we enjoy it. We, we've been doing Old Testament history and Egyptian history, and mm. it's so much fun to go through that again and to hear her perspective. Yes. See it through the eyes of a child. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, we have so many similar interests. I mean, we both are passionate about homeschooling. I mean, that's been a topic that we've chatted about, you know, so much Absolutely. over the years. Um, we both are homemakers and we like, you know, having natural products and lifestyle. We've chatted about that. Um, yeah. But birth is one of those topics that it's just like, man, if I really need that friend that's just going to get it, I go to Toby Ann because she gets it. That's consuming. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is because I, we both have had very different experiences. All my experiences are on the podcast. You're about to share yours. Um, we've had a, you've had really a broader variety than I have. Um, but it is something that we just have really become very passionate about. And yes. uh, that will definitely come out in this episode. So... Uh, I agree. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to hear some people who are just enamored, really, with God's design yeah. and the way he created the body and the process of birth. Um, and like I said, I meant to record this topic like a long time ago. Life got busy, but here I am. Well, by the time this comes out, I will have had another baby. We're recording a little early. Um, <laughs> but all of that babiness in the air, I was like, you know what? We need to chat about this topic. Um, so I'm excited. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. And really the episode okay. is called the labyrinth of birth. And I'll introduce that really quick. Um, when I had my, my fourth baby Willow, my midwife mentioned about how birth can be like a labyrinth. You know, the labyrinth is like the maze. There are many ways to wander, but the focus is getting to the center. You can go different yes. directions and you can plan to go one way and get lost in it all and end up. Yes. Uh, you know, on a path you didn't think you would, but the, but the end result is baby in your arms. Um, and yes. I think that resonates with a lot of moms because we plan and we get these perfect birth plans and ideas and everything. Um, it doesn't always go according to script. Um, and right. sometimes that can leave us afterwards looking back kind of like, whoa, what happened? And yeah, you know, just, just with ruling. Yes. With some traumatic experiences. Um, and you have had, like I said, the whole broad spectrum. So I'm just going to let you take over and share kind of where your labyrinth has led you. Okay. Well, Caroline's birth story kind of begins months before she was ever even born. Um, at our 20 month or 20 month, 20 week anatomy scan, um, they told us that she had what is called a velaminous cord insertion. And that just means that her umbilical cord did not attach to the placenta wall where it is thick and um it just sort of left blood vessels exposed and then made them weak um it was not something that our ob at the time did not she didn't seem concerned about it but she did make us aware that she would keep an eye on it with extra ultrasounds specifically ones that would check her growth um so skip to 26 weeks gestation um i started to have a lot of swelling my hands my feet my face um, periodically I would check my blood pressure at work or at home. And I started to notice this trend where the numbers were just steadily rising. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to say here, I am very thankful for healthcare. It is a blessing. Um, absolutely when it is needed, it is just, it's wonderful to have that available and I'm thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a perfect system, however. Yes. So um, it was just my doctor downplayed my concerns quite a bit. Um, several weeks went by, and then I just I started noticing that Caroline would move less and less. Mm. She was just not as active as she had been. Um, I expressed this at my appointments, and finally. Uh, a nurse practitioner became concerned and she at that time wanted to go ahead and give me some steroid shots that would have sped the growth of, or the development, I should yeah. say, of Caroline's lungs. Um, she knew she was prepping things because she knew that Caroline would come early. Mm -hmm. um, 
I wound up, my swelling and high blood pressure wound up um, landing me a diagnosis of preeclampsia. Um, long story short, um, I wound up in the ER one evening. Caroline had not moved. I had not noticed any movement in six hours, and that was a very scary thing. Yeah. Um, we weren't, we were worried. We didn't know if something was wrong. Um, very concerning. And thankfully she was fine. We went to and checked out. She was totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is all a part of God's plan because that event is what finally drove my OB to say, yes, go ahead and give her the steroid shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and she transferred my care over to a high-risk um, OBGYN office. Mm-hmm. So about four days after that ER visit, a lot happened <laughs> in a week. Um, about four days later, my blood pressure was so high and Caroline's heart rate, heart rate was consistently dropping so low mm-hmm. that they decided to admit me to the hospital How and put me on full-time um, at this time I would have been 33 weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, a little bit early, about 32 and, uh, five days, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, but they, they admitted me to the hospital and just had me on bed rest. I was, my job was to lay in the bed <laughs> and, um, it was a very long week. Um, there's lots of details that I could share, but won't for sake of time, but it just so many things that spoke to God's faithfulness and mercy. Um, finally at 34 weeks gestation, just on the dot, there were two OBs that had been out in the nurse's station watching our monitors. And they came in, um, and explained to me that it was really no longer in Caroline's best interest to remain in utero. Um, she was not growing at all. Um, she was really just being starved of nutrition. Um, her umbilical cord condition and my preeclampsia were working against one another. Um, she would need to be born via C-section. She was breech and there was also a risk of placental abruption because that umbilical cord was in a place where it was weak. Mm Um, there, all the months there was tons of doctor's appointments and going back and forth between different doctor's offices and tons of ultrasounds to check to make sure that Caroline was growing or, um, I, I remember that I didn't really worry. I, I thankfully have not been a worrier and that's a blessing. It but is a blessing. <laughs> during, <laughs> I can't say the same. During, <laughs> well, it has, it has gotten worse since I had children, <laughs> yes. but, um, During that week at the hospital, um, a nurse came and got me one day, and she took me on a tour of the NICU, and that was very Mm -hmm. eye-opening. I I don't think it had sunk in for me, or maybe I was trying to cope through some things. It just did not occur to me. I did not accept that Caroline was going to be born early, Mm -hmm. and... I I think in my mind, I thought, oh, you know, 34 weeks. I was just, I did not know then. Yeah. I did not know nearly the things that I know now. Um, I, I thought that's just six weeks. What's the big deal? You know, mm-hmm. um, but after going through the NICU and seeing so many babies that are just, they had so much going on for them. Yeah. Um, it was just very eye opening. And that night I, I broke down and I had cried and prayed very hard for strength and comfort because I had no idea what road I was about to walk. Mm -hmm. Um, God knew and uh, I knew he promises he's, he would not leave me. He's not going to forsake me. Mm. And many times I, I had my Bible, um, on the nightstand in my hospital room and I, I would read my Bible and God led me to the verse, second Timothy one seven. And it just kept coming to mind in the weeks ahead. Um, it says for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And, um, so 
back to my story. They took me and prepped me for the C-section. Um, it was all planned. So praise God, it was not an emergency or anything of that sort. Um, I remember Tyler and I stopped and prayed together. They had me prepped and we were just kind of in this stage of waiting in between going back to the um, OR and we prayed together. And I can remember just being flooded with such peace. I mean, we were, we were young and this was our first child and um, we had no clue what to expect. And I mean, God is such, he's so good to give us peace Mm. and just a calm. And I immediately just, I thought I'm, I'm so excited to meet her. Like, I I just can't wait to meet my little girl. Mm -hmm. And so praise the Lord, the C-section all went well. We were able to watch through a little window in our, in my drape as our sweet Caroline Ruth made her entrance into the world. And she was a very tiny little thing. She was skinny and fragile, but so beautiful. And our, she was such a precious gift from God. They, um, they announced that she was three pounds and one ounce (laughs) and Tyler got to go be with her for a few minutes while they finished closing me up. Um, once they got Caroline bundled up, they a nurse walked her over to me near my head so that I could get a closer look at her. Um, it was not long enough. Um, I was not able to hold her, and they needed to, those few seconds of looking at her, they needed to quickly take her and get her assessments done in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, we, she was born at, at 4.38 p.m., Um, and we were told that we would be able to go later that evening to see her and hold her. Um, but sadly there was another baby in the NICU that had an emergency. And when that happens, they just closed the NICU. So we were not able to go see her until about 5 a.m. the next morning. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That is so many emotions. You're excited that your baby is finally here and, but you're so anxious. Mm -hmm. You just, you want to go hold them and see them and just be near them. And that was, that was hard for me to have to go and be separated for such a long time Mm -hmm. from my newborn. Um, we were told that we could expect probably a minimum of six to eight weeks of her staying in the NICU. Um, but God, um, she had very few minor setbacks and I'm so thankful. Those two weeks were very, very hard. It, I know that we're blessed. There's so many people that have a baby that live months of being in the NICU and going back and forth. Um, but of course it came time for me to be discharged and I had to go tell my baby bye. Mm -hmm. And it felt like I was leaving my heart there in the NICU. Um, God is sustaining He's so good and gracious, and he provided me with strength, physical and mental strength that I had not needed before. Mm -hmm. Um, The days and the nights ahead were long. I was so tired and exhausted. Um, It was just an odd time because I would go and stay at the NICU to be with her as long as they would let me. Mm -hmm. And... um, But then, of course, at night uh, we had to go home, and it was odd to be at home with not a newborn. I I was in a stage of recovery, postpartum recovery, and I had no newborn. But they explained to me that it was vital. Um, We had chosen to breastfeed, Mm -hmm. and it was vital that Caroline get the colostrum. So I would be up at every hour of the night trying to pump Mm -hmm. to get just a few drops for them to feed her through her feeding tube and of course you have no idea what you're doing like Caroline was so small that she couldn't latch on I had no clue how to breastfeed and it just took lots of work Mm -hmm. on both our parts to be able to figure out what we were doing and I remember being so discouraged and thinking oh Lord please please just help her to figure out how to latch on and for me Mm -hmm. to somehow just instinctively know what to do. And it finally clicked. I mean, with, I want to say within like 10 days, 
Mm. We figured it out and she just took off. Mm. She, I mean, she started gaining ounces and it was just huge Mm -hmm. that she was doing so well. Yeah. Um, There is, there's a whole list of things that babies have to do to be able to graduate from the NICU. Mm -hmm. And we had so many people, we had churches from all over. People were praying for her and for us. And um, I mean, it was just, it was such an evident time that God was working Mm -hmm. and blessing in ways that, uh, I mean, it was just shocking to the nurses and her doctors. Um, And a verse that I came across while I was expecting Caroline was Psalm 36, 5. And it says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Mm. And I had no idea what a blessing that would be um, when I came across that months before she was ever born, but how true it proved to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And really all of motherhood has made me aware of how desperately I need God in every way. Mm -hmm. There's just, there is no end (laughs) to how much we need him for every moment. But Caroline had many weeks ahead of uh, slow times where she would slow down in her growth, but Mm -hmm. she is healthy. She caught up. She's on the growth charts finally. She's she's (laughs) leaps and bounds above. She is a smart, beautiful girl. Yes. Well, thank you. She is. I mean, we were, they told us for a while, just, you know, kind of I guess, to brace ourselves Mm -hmm. that she may be, um, you know, behind in her development or uh, petite. She is still pretty petite, but she thankfully, I mean, leaps and bounds. She's Mm -hmm. grown so much and she's healthy and I'm so very thankful. But on to our second blessing. (laughs) Uh, Lucy, when we found out we were expecting Lucy, um, the Lord had laid it on my heart that birth did not have to be the same scenario that it was for Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, um, all throughout pregnancy, both Jane, both Lucy and I were healthy. There were um, no issues that came up, really. Um, Caroline was a special case. Uh, mm-hmm. Her situation was a C-section was a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um but it is not a natural thing, and I really did not wish to have another one. Yes. Um, so I began to research furiously. <laughs> um, I read books about birth, numerous books, um, countless articles online. I followed midwife accounts, mm-hmm. anything, videos that I could watch, anything that I came across that related to birth, I had probably read it or seen it. Meanwhile, Um, I'm pregnant with Ivy doing the exact same thing. So we had a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes, we did. Trading books back and forth. And it was a fun time. Um, The recovery from a C-section is, in my opinion, I know some people prefer it. I did not. It was just, I'm sure it was my situation coupled with back and forth NICU days and it was just not something that I wish to go through again, even mm-hmm. if it was planned. So um, from what I had learned in my research, as long as the mother and baby are healthy, a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean, is mm-hmm. perfectly safe. Everything, of course, comes with its risks. Mm-hmm. But um, statistically, I was at 1% risk of a uterine rupture, which is one of the biggest things that they fear can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, praise the Lord, everything went well. And like I said, we were both healthy. Um, I did begin care at a completely different OB practice. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned to her early on that, um, an unmedicated low intervention VBAC, meaning no epidural and as little as possible to interfere with the birth process was my preference. Mm Um, She was open to that, but she kind of just said that I needed to remain objective. So um, as time went on, she would just somewhat brush me off a little bit. She was just kind of, oh, you know, you'll change your mind when you're in labor. You'll Mm -hmm. you'll be begging for that epidural. But I was very adamant that, (laughs) no, I would not. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
this is something that I knew that God had designed a woman's body to be capable of accomplishing. Mm -hmm. So finally, skip way ahead. um, She, my OB explained that it was necessary if I was going to continue care that it was necessary to have at least two IVs placed and an epidural just in case um, a uterine rupture did occur, it would already be in place to administer the anesthesia necessary to Mm -hmm. carry out a C-section. So this was shocking because at this point I'm 32 weeks along, roughly eight weeks from giving birth, (laughs) and I'm kind of just finding out that really she's not on board with my wishes at all. Back to the drawing board. Um, I went home and just info dumped on Tyler. Um, <laughs> it was so nice to just soak it all in. Um, we did research on local providers and we prayed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, God led us to a group at um, a group of hospital midwives, mm-hmm. and thankfully, not coincidentally, God had this all planned. They accepted me as a patient with one week to spare before their cutoff date for wow. late patients. Um, I was immediately struck with how differently um, the midwife model of care mm-hmm. is for the patients. Yes. They take such a different approach, even, even at the hospital. And mm-hmm. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But they take set, they take their time to sit down and listen and explain things and talk through things. Um, you're you don't feel like you're herded in and out of the office mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Um, they listen to your desires for birth and you know want to find out what you know and what they can further educate you on. Yes. Um, Research indicated that uh, an unmedicated birth is very much a mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of resource resources available. You and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Lots of resources are available that are very um, women empowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. Women are amazing. Mm-hmm. We, our bodies are incredible. But it's because we were created by yes. God to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um and we need to be careful to give glory to whom it is due. Mm-hmm. God specifically designed the birth process and a woman to be able to nurture and birth and care for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I could not achieve my end goal of having an unmedicated feedback in my own strength. I'm not like, I am not superwoman. <laughs> I don't feel like I have some crazy high pain tolerance. Yes. Um, I am not an adrenaline junkie. I, this is just something that I felt like the Lord had for me mm-hmm. that I, I do this unmedicated there. I have lots of reasons. Um, and some were, you know, that I didn't want medication to pass over to my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I guess you could say a little bit crunchy and <laughs> just, Lower intervention is what I wanted. Yes. So um, a lot of my preparation for birth had to do with working on my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of time was spent praying, um, reading through scripture, um, memorizing scripture that God laid on my heart or that I would come across while Mm -hmm. reading, um, finding hymns and songs that worship our creator. And I would add those to a very long birth playlist. (laughs) So skip ahead again. I'm now 40 weeks pregnant and the midwives inform me that they would really prefer me to just have baby in that week. And of course that's not something that you can snap your fingers and make happen. Yes. (laughs) Um, But they, they said that if I made it past 41 weeks that they would really prefer to induce. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not something that I wanted. I just did not want the medication. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, the next day I woke up at 3 a.m. and I was cramping and had lost a bit of my mucus plug. (laughs) And I was in complete denial that this was the beginning of labor. Uh I told my mom, who is, she's a mom of four. She was, you know, well experienced herself. (laughs) I told Tyler, I was like, this is not it. I'm not in labor. I could do this for days. Um, 
I had no clue. I had nothing to compare yes, it to. These yes. were all new sensations to me. Yeah. Um, my mom and I took Caroline to the park. Um, I walked a few laps. I was just kind of cramping a little bit. Didn't really feel anything too intensely. I thought, you know, oh, I'll go for a walk and maybe mm-hmm. things will get ramped up. Well, they didn't think it just kind of fizzled out. Um, I went home and tried to rest, which didn't really happen. Um, (laughs) I went about my day. I went to bed that night as usual. I was just uncomfortable. I wouldn't even really say that I was cramping at this point. I was just uncomfortable. Just Mm -hmm. something was not right. It was off. Um, Around midnight, my water broke. And it was very evident when that had happened. Um, there was no question in my mind uh, <laughs> whether or not time. this was labor because immediately the contractions started. Yeah. Um, I woke Tyler up and wound up in the shower to try to um, get some relief because it was surprising to me just how quickly mm-hmm. my contractions had intensified. Yes. Um, I was GBS positive this pregnancy, and the midwives had explained that I needed to come to the hospital pretty straight away if my water broke because of the risk of infection. So Mm -hmm. they wanted to go ahead and put me on antibiotics to prevent that. Um, So we headed to the hospital. I should have probably add, this is right in the middle of 2020. Mm -hmm. COVID, baby. We're in a global pandemic. Yes. Right up until about a week before, nobody's really sure if we're going to be able to have birth partners there Mm -hmm. or not. Thankfully, this was another detail that God worked out, and I was able to bring my husband and my mom and my doula, who is Katie, the very same one that you had employed, and you did a podcast. I did, yes, and I'll link it in the comments because it's really good. Yeah, it is very good. She's Um, so great. She is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Katie is so sweet and proved to be a, a huge help to me. Yeah. Um. So we head to the hospital. They verified that I was in labor, checked my progress. I remember feeling uh, a bit deflated because I had not made as much progress as what I had thought. Mm -hmm. And after the car ride, I was not contracting nearly as intensely as I had been at home. So this was all just really disappointing. They transferred me to a huge, nice room. It was fantastic. But then they start shoving papers, clipboards full of papers in my face and, oh, we need to start IVs and Mm. all the things just coming at me at once. And by this time, the contractions have just completely fizzled out. Mm. Nothing is happening. I'm just sitting here hooked up to an IV, getting my antibiotics and waiting. And, um, of course, during this time, my sweet nurse was so kind to offer me a banana popsicle, <laughs> but I just don't like banana popsicles. They are not my thing. And the ice chips are not enough to keep you hydrated. No. <laughs> um, uh, skip ahead to about lunchtime the next day. Uh, the midwife came in to check on me and she explained that since it had already been about 12 hours since my water had broken, that they really needed to get things going. And would it be okay if they sped the process with Pitocin? Mm. And that's exactly what I had hoped to avoid. So we chose to try to all the natural things at first. And Katie proved to be a huge help in this department. She had me walking laps around mm. the room and she was bound, had me bouncing on a yoga ball. There was stretches and she was such a good cheerleader through all of that because it was just a waiting game. Yeah. Nothing worked, and after some time of making all the attempts to progress labor, I finally consented to them starting the Pitocin. Mm -hmm. Immediately, as soon as that hit my veins, uh, (laughs) contractions ramped up so much. They were way more intense than they had been, Um, and I was not prepared for that. Um, I knew that it was a possibility that that they would need to do that and that Mm -hmm. that was a result of the Pitocin. But I had been awake for about 36 hours at this point. Yeah. Um, I had not rested well. I had not eaten very much. I had not drank hardly at all. Mm -hmm. And those were just stacked up against me. Um, At this point, I was rapidly tiring and Mm -hmm. my energy level was waning. 
Um, and this is the portion of labor where you really have to focus. I mean, my eyes are closed. I'm swaying. I'm trying to walk around just to keep things moving and progressing. Mm -hmm. I knew at this point, the finish line and the end reward of holding my precious girl was in sight. And I wanted to be there as quickly as possible because this was not fun. (laughs) Um, uh, there, I'm not sure there, it gets foggy at this point. I was very much in my head, mm-hmm. really trying to focus. There was a huge bathtub in my room and the nurses filled it with warm water so that I could sit and r- try to relax in that between my contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and Tyler were fantastic to take turns doing counter pressure on my back and hips to try to relieve me. Yeah. Um, and the warm water felt great. Um, it would allow me to relax to the point that I was almost blacking out in between contractions. Mm. Um, I would just, coming off of a strong surge, I would just collapse back into the water. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Finally, I began to feel a very intense amount of pressure, and quite suddenly that water was no longer comforting to me, (laughs) and I needed to get out. Um, I don't even think I was able to speak at this point. I was just sort of like, motioning or something. I don't know what happened. Tyler was bracing me, holding me up. I could not even hold myself up at this point. I was so tired and weak. Mm -hmm. Um, I crawled over to the bed on my hands and knees and got into the bed. The midwife checked my progress again, and I was so discouraged because I was at a six. Mm. And I thought, surely, I mean, I just, surely it was time to push. Um, someone gave me a peanut ball that I just leaned my head and arms over. And this was about hour 28 of labor. Mm. I was exhausted, um, and definitely had begun to think that unmedicated birth was going to be impossible. I, I could not do this anymore. Um, my mindset that had been so strong earlier was quickly fading. Mm-hmm. Um, I could hear, I remember hearing my worship playlist in the background. Somebody could he- had turned it on and I could hear hymns and songs playing and such encouraging words um, that spoke of the Lord. And I remember I, I had started to pray and I couldn't even audibly speak at this point. All I could get out was please. And I thought, you know, Lord, I can't do this. Mm. I'm so weak. I'm so tired. And I can't even hold myself up. And I need you. Please, Lord, please help me. And I I heard someone recently say that we have to come to the end of ourselves. We have to acknowledge our weakness to magnify Christ. Mm. And in that moment, that is quite literally where I was Mm -hmm. physically and mentally, I was drained and I could not do this anymore. And I heard Katie and my mom and Tyler all standing somewhere near my head and they were quietly praying. And, um, I don't know how much time lapsed, but it was mere minutes from the time that the midwife had checked me. And (laughs) all of a sudden I was at a 10. It was go time. Mm. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. I was I was in shock. I had been so deflated yeah. just minutes ago. And just to know that, I mean, all I had to do was say, please. Mm-hmm. I just thought, Lord, please help me. And he was right there. Yeah. And uh, I, I pushed for 15 minutes. Um, and I couldn't even convey. I think there was something going on with my IV and I was uncomfortable. I couldn't even convey to them that I was so weak. Um, but, um, it was the Lord that I even made it through that birth because it was so long and hard. Um, he knew my plea for help. He knew immediately and came to my aid Mm -hmm. and my sweet, precious, feisty, little eight pound, 10 ounce (laughs) Lucy Joe was born and laid on my chest. And that moment is so relieving. I I don't, you know what Mm. I mean? I'm not even sure. Like if you haven't been through it, it's hard to explain. (laughs) There are no words. There are not. You are so 
so relieved and so everything just fades mm. and immediately the verse in John John 16 21 I think it is mm. came to my mind where it's talking about a woman in travail and it says you know that she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into mm-hmm. the world and I mean it is pure joy it, you cannot describe it yeah. and this was just this was a little bit different because this time I was able to hold my baby and look mm-hmm. in her eyes and thank God that she was here and mm. just praise him for his abundant goodness. Yeah. Um, I was totally floating on all the oxytocin <laughs> because I have no idea what happened after that. <laughs> I don't know when the umbilical cord was cut. I don't know when I birthed the placenta. I have no clue. It was oh. just sheer joy. Yes. Oh, but, and then last but not least, our (laughs) sweet Jane, um, before I'd ever even found out that I was expecting again, I Mm -hmm. had home birth on my mind, (laughs) um, and I was totally open to it. It was something that I had brought up during Lucy's pregnancy, Mm -hmm. but Tyler at that time was not, he was absolutely not. We are not having a home birth. You're insane. Um, well, it has its own hurdle. Anyway, but you had a very right. traumatic experience with Caroline. Right. Um, and, and I know Tyler. So, yeah, I, I can only imagine. It's a process. Yeah. You know, you got to <laughs> work it, through it these is. things. There are stepping stones. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, um, of course, I brought it up again. And to my surprise, he didn't immediately shut me down this time. Yeah. Um, so, we decided that we would pray about it for a few weeks. But in the meantime, I started doing my research into local home birth midwives Mm -hmm. and came, we, you know, came together and same conclusion, like, this is okay. We're going to do this. This is what God has for our family. Um, and their model of care is even different from a Mm -hmm. hospital midwife setting. Um, they are just, it it's hard to it's almost like they're laid back and yet they are thorough they are yeah. organized they have a plan yes um uh, i enjoyed it so much it's mm-hmm. appointments on average last about an hour yeah they get to know your family and you personally mm-hmm. um they they spend a ton of time explaining all your different options um, answering questions in depth to make sure that you understand and grasp what what they're explaining. Um, there are less ultrasounds overall, mm-hmm. but um, my midwives did require an anatomy scan at 20 mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Um, they there are certain things that our group did that were they called non negotiables. Mm-hmm. So they went through this um, and explained that you know if if such and such medical emergency arrives, we're immediately transferring to the hospital. Mm-hmm. If um, this condition presents itself during pregnancy, um, we're going to transfer your care. Yeah. So there's just things, they're very on top of mm-hmm. things. Um, they're still organized and thorough. And um, I, I very much enjoyed my time with the home birth midwives. I yeah. got to sit on, sit on a comfy couch and we would talk birth and babies. And yes. of course that's right up my alley. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, they, they wanted to know like, what, what do you envision for birth? What mm-hmm. do you want that to look like? And I mean, they would take notes Yeah. and they worked to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, so every appointment, um, they would check my vitals, check Jane's heart rate, um, check, measure my belly to make sure she was growing as she needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than having to drink the nasty glucose drink, you <laughs> get to take a little diabetic finger prick monitor yeah. home and you just keep a food journal for a few days mm-hmm. and write down what your blood sugar level numbers were. Um, I, I very much preferred this way. I, I thought it was great. Yes. I was enjoying it. Um, they are very flexible and yet have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, again, there's always risks with every pregnancy and birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but statistically speaking, you are less likely to have a medical or even re- 
need a medical intervention if you choose to have a home birth. Mm-hmm. There's only about 1% of home births that require a hospital transfer. Yeah. Um, the nearest hospital to our house was routed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyler and I were just very comfortable. We trusted them fully and we were very comfortable that they had things under control mm-hmm. to the best of their ability. Yeah. Um, and this is the point when you and I, you were expecting Willow at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was so fun to be able to have that, to be going through the same. You, I mean, we were right there together. What were our due dates? Like a week apart? I think, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. And we wound up having our babies just days apart because they stuck around yes. for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and um, we both watched those due dates come yes. and go. And we were just oh. pitiful. I remember (laughs) just text. I mean, I can remember texting each other back and forth every few days to try to check in on each other. And like, it was just another season where God just had us be, we just finished reading Anne of Green Gables. So I'm thinking bosom friends. We were in the exact same spot. And, you know, even my husband didn't fully understand my emotions, but you did. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is hard. And I don't know if it's because we had other children, busy Mm. toddlers. I don't know what it was. I I was so tired and irritable and impatient for this Mm. baby to be born. And I thought surely that this would be like Lucy, you know, born at 40 and two. I mean, that's pretty close Mm -hmm. to being right on the dot. And a week went by. (laughs) And this was definitely, definitely a lesson in patience from God because... Mm -hmm. That season of waiting, it felt so long. Yeah. But again, God's timing is perfect, and He knows exactly what is best. And that applies to every detail of our life, if mm-hmm. we could just learn to trust Him. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to teach us over and over with all these children we're having, but... He is, and we're, we don't learn either. <laughs> <laughs> or we um, forget so quickly. We forget very quickly, yes. I do, for sure. Um. Finally, at 41 weeks on the dot, Mm. here we go. I lost my mucus plug at around 7 p.m. one night, and I was ecstatic because this was like my first. I can remember you saying like, oh, I'm dilated, and I'm thinking, I'm not. Yeah, but I sat dilated (laughs) for like four weeks. (laughs) Yes. Well, I had done nothing, and my mucus plug, losing that was just like, yes, like, finally, I'm not going to be pregnant forever. (laughs) So, um, this, I was just, I had this whole plan this time, and it was laughable. I mean, I was going to check every box to make sure that (laughs) nothing happened. As soon as I lost my mucus plug, I went to eat, and i I mean, I guzzled like a jug of water. <laughs> and then <laughs> no banana popsicles for this mama. <laughs> no, no more. Um, I, I was not going to do that again on an empty mm-hmm. stomach. Um, I remember I, I texted Katie or my doula and um, let my midwives know just so they were aware. And then next, I was planning to go to bed. I was going to sleep. <laughs> um, we put our girls to bed. I can remember I was like cramping lightly at this mm-hmm. point, but nothing, no contractions. Um, I went to bed around 10 and was able to sleep for a few hours. Um, and then I woke up to this pop and my water broke. I mean, it was a mess. Mm. And this was around midnight to one o'clock in the morning. Tyler never budged. <laughs> he did not flinch. And so I just went about... Um, the comfort of home birth you just you know you're so comfortable they just sleep (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um but I I went ahead and got up I I cleaned myself and our bed up that was uh, puppy pad saved the Mm. day um I went to drink more water I just started calmly walking around the house bouncing on my yoga ball um I went to Jane's room and prayed and um Something that really helped me during this pregnancy was right around this time is when your birth scripture cards, Mm -hmm. the promise and scripture cards came out. And I had memorized several of those Bible verses. And I can remember it was at this point that I, you know, was quoting them and praying and 
just working through my contractions. Mm -hmm. I was so relaxed. And so it was just, it was wonderful. Yeah. And, um, but in my mind, I was preparing for another 28 hour labor. Um, and I just casually two 30 in the morning texted Katie and was like, Hey, I'm contracting now. Do you think I need to let the midwives know? And she's nursing her own baby. So she texted back almost instantly and said, uh, <laughs> yes, she probably should let them know. Yes. Um, I did wake Tyler up and it took him a little bit to realize that, uh, yeah, I'm actually in labor mm-hmm. and I need your help. Um, I had gone about as far as I could at this point without some assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, Abby, my midwife on call, she called and listened to me go through a contraction and told me she would be right over. <laughs> um, I texted my mom and sister and let them know that they should head over. Um, right about now is when contractions had really started to, to amplify. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler had, he was trying to activate our care plan to get my sister-in-law there to get our older girls. Um, our driveway is very small. So he had to move some vehicles around so there would be room for the midwife and Mm -hmm. the doula and all the people. Um, they were all oddly enough, I found out later, they were very casual and slow in coming because Mm -hmm. everybody was referencing Lucy's birth and that moving at a glacial pace. So (laughs) those three never, they were taking their time. Yes. Um, but somewhere around 4 a.m., my sister-in-law came to get our girls and the midwife came. Her and the uh, birth assistant, they came in and immediately starting started setting things up in our bedroom, getting all the things mm-hmm. ready. Um, I was GBS positive, so they had started an IV, but we're going to hold off for a little bit on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um I consented to them checking my progress and I was at a six and I was just like, I remember like just laying back on the bed and saying, Oh, thank you. Lord. Like <laughs> I was so excited yes. to be at a six already. Like I thought this is great. Like I've made leaps and bounds. Mm. Um, I, I remember I bounced on my ball a little bit more. I rocked, swayed, walked around just whatever I could do. Um, Abby, the midwife, and her assistant came out to our living room to set up the birth pool. And um, my sister-in-law and Tyler had decided that they that she would not take the girls, that she didn't want to wake them up. Mm-hmm. She would just kind of hang out to intercept them if they should wake up. Yeah. Um, I, I really think I had back labor with mm-hmm. Jane. Um, I, my back was hurting pretty intensely. And... <laughs> I had written out a list of essential oils that I thought would be helpful. And my mom ran to grab, grab all Mm -hmm. the oils. And I don't know, we laugh about it now. I don't know what she grabbed, (laughs) but she opened it and stuck it right under my nose. (laughs) It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh no. And I immediately sat up and was sick. And later I put the pieces together. Uh, it was not the essential oil that made me sick. It was because I had immediately transitioned uh, and was feeling pressure. Yeah. And so all I could say at this point was get Abby. <laughs> I don't know who went to get them, but here they come thundering down our hallway at 4.50 in the morning. <laughs> uh, my sister and Katie finally got there <laughs> around this time. Um, they hadn't even finished getting the birth pool set up. They still had things to get out in our bedroom. Everybody's like in chaos mode, (laughs) like just hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, so Tyler, I mean, I just instinctively got on my hands and knees, which was fabulous. Mm -hmm. Like I was allowed to do what I felt like I needed to do. Isn't it amazing how your body just knows? Like that, that has been so amazing to me in my natural birth experiences is that it just... I mean, I don't mean that weirdly, but it's almost like it just kind of takes over and gets where it wants to be and does its thing. Yes. Yes. Because at this point, you're almost in a fog of sorts. I almost feel like I was observing myself from the outside. Like I can remember thinking things. Like I remember thinking with my last one, I'm being really loud 
And like almost this conversation, I don't care. I'm having a baby. Yes. I can be loud if I want to. It's just this That's weird, exactly like out of body experience. That is exactly how I was. Yeah. Because our big girls are right across the hallway from our bedroom. Yeah. And I'm birthing a baby. <laughs> and I was definitely loud. And I can remember thinking, I've, you've got to try to be quiet. And it was not happening. Yes. But I mean, you just, it's amazing. Yeah. The God-given instinct that you have to be able to work through birth mm-hmm. and labor and all the things. Um, I, I had pushed like that for a few minutes and then something changed and it was not comfortable anymore and I had to change positions again. But it was like, like you said, it you just naturally yeah. know what you need to do to make adjustments. And so... Uh, it was so fast. It was such a whirlwind. Uh, I think 12 minutes later, Jane was laying on my chest. I mean, it was. So how long was that labor from start to finish? 10 hours from the very first inkling that, Hey, I'm in labor, which I know is nothing compared to your labor. (laughs) I'm still jealous. But Uh, 10 hours versus 28. No, that's a big difference. I was Yes, I was so thankful. Yeah. And I mean, it went really fast because from the time the midwives got there after three o'clock, Jane was born at 5 07 a.m. Mm-hmm. So it was not very long at all. Yeah. Um, but she she had arrived safely. We had had our home birth and she was nine pounds two ounces. <laughs> and oddly enough, the other midwife, they were about to swap. Mm-hmm. When Abby was going off call and Paige was coming on call for the day. And so she came to my house just to make sure that everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And she was throwing out these, oh, I bet she's like seven pounds. And I was, this baby is not seven pounds. <laughs> You did not feel and what I just felt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but it, I mean, it's just home birth is just it's surreal because yeah. you you have your baby and it's just Abby, the midwife, she mm. checked on us. She made sure that me and Jane, we were both fine, healthy, everything is good. And they just, they leave. They went and hung out and ate snacks in my kitchen. Mm. And Tyler and Jane and I just got to lay in our bed and snuggle. Mm. And again, I'm high on oxytocin. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on at this point. Yeah. Um, at some point, they quietly come back in and check on me. Mm-hmm. Um, they helped Tyler cut the umbilical cord. They weighed her at this point. Um, they let me go take a shower and get cleaned mm-hmm. up. And um, then they just quietly leave. Like, they tell you, you know, we'll be back tomorrow to check on you. And they just quietly leave. Like, everything is so calm and there's no... I, I don't know. It's yeah. just a completely different experience it and it's wonderful. Yes. Um, but it was, I can remember like my mom served me a freshly cooked meal in bed and mm. my sister was there waiting on me hand and foot. And it's just. Your little girls woke fantastic. up to a new sister. <laughs> yes. It was such a precious moment. I mean, yeah. I, I had made my way out to our living room and I'm sitting on the couch and they wake up as usual and here's their new sister. And Aww. it was, it was just the sweetest moment. Yeah. And they were so excited. Caroline had actually prayed the night before at bedtime specifically that God would allow her new sister to be born very soon. And so then sure enough, she wakes up and here she is. Oh, that's so so precious. That was, that was like her, her first God answered my prayer. Um, it, a home birth just, uh, it really, it exceeded my expectations Mm -hmm. and any ideas that I had by far. It was more wonderful than I could have imagined. Yeah. And God blessed us. I mean, it was a quick labor and delivery and it was, everybody was healthy. It was peaceful. Um, it was just such a huge blessing to prayer Mm. and, um, just little things. Um, I thought that waiting that extra week for Jane to arrive was horrible, but Tyler's um, vacation time at work renewed and mm. he was then able to spend a whole week at home. Yeah. And, um, just the, the girls, I mean, because our original plan was that my sister-in-law would take them to her house, mm-hmm. but because they slept through the entire thing, which was a miracle. Um, 
they were there to experience, you know, right away their newborn yeah. sister. Um, and God just orchestrated things so perfectly and it was better than I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. But that those are my birth stories <laughs> and they they are broad and different and unique yeah. and special in their own way. And each girl is such a gift. Mm. Uh, just they're so much fun. Yeah. And I love being a mom. <laughs> well, you're a great one. What I loved from your stories well, is that they were all so different. And so many things and elements were different than anything you planned, sometimes wanted. Um, but you experienced the Lord in each one in a different way. And yes. um I think I'm safe in saying what it's done for me and saying what it did for you too. Is it, it impacts and changes your life really from that yes. point forward. Experiencing God yes. um, when you're at such a vulnerable point, like you said, coming to yes. that end of yourself. Um, Absolutely. Whether that is in strength or in, hey, this isn't anything like what I wanted, but here we are and you're just going to have to take over. Um, or if it's everything you wanted, like your beautiful home birth, um, yes. still birth is just such a wonderful way to just experience God's character, to live out his promises. Um, yes. and that is so evident through each of your stories. Um, so this was great. I just, I really wanted you to come on here because I know, you know, I've shared my birth stories. I love hearing birth stories and it's always encouraging, I think for other moms to hear these, um, especially yes. if, if you're pregnant and preparing to have a baby or whatnot. Um, yes. but yours it's, are so special. So it is. Yours are so encouraging because they, I mean, you just tick about every box covering so many different experiences. Um, but I, I just, I love seeing God's hand in each one. And really, yes. I mean, you and I are both huge advocates for this, but in just being educated and understanding so much more about your right. body and birth yes. and how how it can be, um, that it just right. really has a lasting effect. And right. it's been really neat too. Uh, my story was very similar, not, you know, birth stories, but husband stories, you know, Simeon was once like home birth is the craziest thing on the planet. And now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I joke with him, like, I'm going to get you a t-shirt. This is like, I'm a home birth dad. And he'd probably wear it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's experienced it and he's just been like, wow, this is amazing. Um, yes. But, but that was, I just, to have you on and share your broad spectrum, how God met you in each one, whether it was what you dreamed of or wasn't. Um, and yes. at the end of it, you have three beautiful, precious girls. Thank you. No. He, I mean, God is so good. I mean, to make himself so very real to me yeah. in every situation. Yeah. And he's so faithful. And I just, it, it, it's true. I mean, you, you know, God and his attributes in such a different way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I experienced them. He taught me so much about himself through yeah. each birth. And I'm I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be drawn closer to him through that. And mm-hmm. it was such a special way, you know, I'm I'm meeting my baby and that in and of itself is wonderful. But then to be able to think that I've drawn closer to my heavenly father through this, mm-hmm. it was just so special and yeah. such a blessing. Yeah. Well, has this conversation given you baby fever again? <laughs> um, I've had it. <laughs> I'm trying to convince Tyler. <laughs> Have all the babies. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. It we is so in, precious. In nursery. And I'm just like, we just need another one. Like, please, let <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So I'd let you borrow ours, but you'd have to get on an airplane to come. So <laughs> I, I totally wish I could get newborn snuggles. Oh. I, I would do it in a heartbeat. There's nothing like it. And there's not. Mm. It is. And it goes by so fast. It does. Yeah. You have to soak it in quick. Yep. Well, Toby Ann, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This has well, been thank great. Thank you for having me. Oh, definitely. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and share. Yeah. Well, it's been a blessing to me, and I know it will be to other people. Well, thank you. 
I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.